Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Remember Eddie Murphy's house was one of the um, one of the first houses that I saw that on a star tour. Oh, they were like when I came here to visit to go to school, and uh, and they were like, uh, yeah, my mom was like, we got to take the van that shows you where all the famous people. Live. Yeah, and um, and Eddie Murphy was one of the houses, and Denzel was in that same neighborhood, and Shaq. Now look, were those their actual houses? Yeah, you think? Absolutely. Does the van come by your house? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they want to see me and John Cryer. <laughs> do you ever go you out? Live together? Do you ever go out and say hi to the people? Oh yeah, but most of them they look at me. I start waving to them, and they look at me uh, peculiarly because they're they're quietly uh, picking up the garbage, and then the truck goes away. <laughs> and I was like, "There's the tour group. It looks a lot like the recycling guy." <laughs> well, you know th- that that's just how they hide. You know, so so you feel more comfortable. I feel like they have multiple homes. I know Shaq usually lives in Florida, and then yeah. when that when the um, when the season's on, he's always in Atlanta. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, the greatest. Uh, he and Barkley and I uh, think so. Arguably, yeah, it's amazing. Maybe and, and the, Ernie. Why do you th- what do you think it is so great? Because they are so loose and don't like. They know that what they're talking about is like going to be pretty much the same shit every night, just different. Right. Insert different players and different stats. I think it's because, well, people like Barkley have real insights. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's truly hilarious. He is. Ernie's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And he really, uh, he he knows his shit. And then I think Shaq brings a whole other sort of like, he's like your the fun brother who shows up at a party. And uh, and he obviously he has good insights. But uh, but I think he, he's so game for anything that I think it, it all works. No one's taking it too seriously, which is, I yeah. think how sports should be and why I think that's why ESPN when they started had such success because it was fun do you feel mm-hmm. that athletes because you you haven't hosted the ESPYs right but you've been, I have hosted. you have thanks for the research you're doing a great <laughs> yeah. job in this podcast <laughs> crack team you, well it, I figured you, know you had what? but I, one yeah. day when was it I'll just pull up my uh, Wikipedia <laughs> no I mean you, yes you did Three the ESPYs and maybe one day you'll do the White House Correspondence Dinner yep. but, that, but that's Sometime. not going to happen Sometime. that's not yeah. that, that'll never, never happen never wait happen. tell me about the clip I saw from the ESPYs. I think he doesn't even know. <laughs> Are you John Cryer? <laughs> I don't think. I think he actually he believes you're. Oh well, uh, well we do play. No, I know you did the one. Yeah, it was a big deal. We do play a game called uh, <laughs> what? What, what called what would Adam believe? Where I oh. say four yeah. things. My folks split when I was nine, and thanks for bringing that up. And uh, you brought it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Agree, disagree. And uh, that's why you wear a hat. You'll never so. <laughs> because when they broke up, you didn't wear a hat, and then you said from now on. That's right. <laughs> Some kid on the playground who knew my, um, his mom was friends with my mom. And so he told me, this, this is what I told Brad, which prompted the game. The kid told me, he goes, hey, I heard your parents got back together at recess. And I was like, holy shit. Well, fucking thanks for the great news. Wow. And then I went home, mom. And she was like, nah. 
No, but <laughs> and that kid turned out to be Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Who would have thought? He's Who aged. Thought he did. He's aged poorly. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, uh, he's a very funny man. Is he? Is is he also in your neighborhood? Yeah, I don't know. Is it? Is it Who just, are the people living? Is in Is it your just you and John Cryer? Not to quote one of my it favorite is, Sesame Street songs. Yeah, it's just me, John Cryer, Grover, <laughs> Snuffleupagus. Nice. And, you go uh, Snuffleupagus. Yeah. We no. We bought up. Uh, John Cryer and I are both shut in, so we bought mm-hmm. up all, all the homes <laughs> in our neighborhood, and no one can use them. That There's would a, be great if there was just a bunch of um, celebrities that did that. You know, like like that. Well, that's island. what Brad Pitt did in you know in his neighborhood where he bought For all real? the houses in it. Yeah. I mean, just well, but also he has twenty-seven children. Yeah, that's true. He's probably out of room. <laughs> so, he's got. I think he's got a house just for motorcycles. Have you met Brad Pitt? No. You? No. Uh, I know people that have, and they say it was very pleasant. Yeah, I see him at the Brad conventions. It's yeah. good. Wow, dude. <laughs> I met Angelina Jolie one time. And? She seemed nice. There you go. Were there people you guys reached out to for the soup that did uh, respond or didn't that, you, that surprised you to be on? There are some that, uh, way back when, uh, when I was just like, man, just see if Taylor Swift will come on. Mm-hmm. It, almost with all those when we ask some crazy big name just to see if it would happen it's been zero but with taylor swift uh as we had been kind of making fun of all her songs uh yes. about how she's had horrible relationships and she was 19 at the, that point but uh her people said she was she uh can't come on as if she'd ever been planning uh <laughs> but they were like but we would like to offer tickets to your staff to come see her at the Staples Center. And I was like, geez, she did not have to do that. Wow. And now uh, she will be forever in the uh, you know positive column in my life. But other people yeah. are, we way, obviously way less people never even respond. <laughs> now, are yeah, there, she could have gone the alternate route. She could have been like, fuck you and fuck KP. Or just never, well, they, they wouldn't know our names. They would just never respond. Well, maybe yeah. she did the research. No, zero response is yeah. usually how it goes. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, are, there, are there any celebrities and now especially that you're doing the show the Joel McHale show starring with with Joel McHale with Joel McHale Joel uh, Anthony Michael Hall <laughs> okay. I was ho- yeah I was hoping I got that right uh right. Were, were are there any celebrities that are off limits for you uh well no I mean <laughs> there's people I don't want to have on uh some of them are jailed uh sure sure the, but Robert Blake, yeah, not, I, I'm not a I, fan. I don't think there's a world where the Kardashians will get permission to come on the show. They won't. Have you asked? Uh, we should. Uh, I mean, because... Well, they're part of the old show, yes. old network I was on, so I don't think they're going to be big fans of that. That'd be great, though. It'd be it would great, be great. It would be great if one of them just broke away the same way that... A you, rogue Kardashian? You could, the, yes, you, the same you way You could that, get Rob. Let's face it. You could get Rob. <laughs> Hey, if Rob wants to come on, is he listening? Sure. He's how many huge How many uh, listeners do you have besides more your more than the Kardashian your family. Immediate family? Four Kardashians. Four four uh, four out of four the four Kardashians is worth like sixty thousand people. Yeah, the babies probably have a big Instagram following so far. What yep. do you think about celebrities naming the babies really crazy names? Uh, I think it's crazy. Um, I think that forever when you grew up with kids in your school that mm-hmm. they had the hippie name. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's. I know a guy. He's my age. And the first, when I met him years ago, I was like, I'm Joel. And he was like, I'm Arrow. And I went, what? <laughs> and he goes, hippie parents. And he just quit. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Well, and uh, Rain Wilson had hippie parents, right? Yeah, he must have, right? Yes. But Rain seems 
pretty reasonable Adjusted. after you've been here for yeah. many years. Like, yeah, people call are called rain. Yeah. That <laughs> seems like that actually probably I mean, is a name. Because I, rain- I know two rains. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, rain Wilson and Rain Pryor. So there's two rains. Mm. So that's, that's but yeah, Arrow. I, I know Rain. Well, a girl I went to high school with uh, did porn for a little bit. And her name, uh-huh. was, her name was Rain from Seattle. That was the first, that was her given name. No, her name is uh, her real name is Emily, and I don't right, think there I'm, we go. I don't think- <laughs> See, that's not that doesn't. You can't count. go with porn names. You're no, like, we're going really? with people that were named hippie <laughs> oh, gotcha. names, okay, and not porn names. I did think it was funny that she chose Rain, names. and she's from Seattle. Like that had to play into it, right? Um, it seems like she's it. like weather oriented. It's well, hot. see, it's great. It's better than I don't know moss. <laughs> Or like being from Phoenix and your name being Salmon? dry. Paul Salmon. Allen. Salmon would be a terrible <laughs> name for, yeah. Paul Allen as a porn name. Yeah. I just saw Paul Allen, by the way, at the Blazers game. And I saw him sitting sideline texting. And I look at my dad. I go, what do you think he's texting right now? Like, what do you think that guy? And then he, your dad was like, did you hear your mom and I are getting back together? <laughs> Probably wow. talking about that. Wow. Probably texting your mom. That, that, oh, yeah, that's he was texting Paul Allen. Callbacks that make you cry. See? <laughs> Callbacks that still hurt. Did uh, the Blazers win? Uh, last week, the Blazers-Rockets game. I was up there, and my dad lives in Oregon, so. You like the new uniforms? All red? I like basketball in the Northwest. That's a, that's a real political answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. Okay. Yeah. You hear like- that, Oregon? You hear that Paul Allen and Rob Kardashian, two of our top Adam listeners. hates your uniforms. Uh, how I just watched the video of you uh, raising the twelfth man flag, and that is a right. personal goal of mine. Uh, and I'm sure Brad. Well, that was said, during that was during the ESPYS. Was it really? No. Well, <laughs> no. Uh, that's another callback. What's a bigger What's a bigger highlight? Meeting Tony Ventrella while doing Oof. that because I grew up on Tony Ventrella. I grew up on Steve Poole. I grew up on you. Yeah, we grew up uh, a relative. You're much younger than me, but uh, uh, we, you would not tell by looking uh, side by side. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you look yeah, you great. Look fantastic. I'll, I'll don't know it. if it's Neutrogena. It's or... Neutrogena. <laughs> Neugenics. Speaking of Neugenics, uh, are you going to be that old guy with the twelve pack? Uh, yo, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the weird guy at the gym. People love that guy. With the old head. That guy inspires the old head. Uh, well, you know, the old head, but then they got that HGH body. That oh, doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. That can't last for very long. <laughs> no, and, and then That's they, a six month. And yeah. Then, and then they show videos of like the 85-year-old guy with 12-pack abs, like smashing multiple boards, yeah. uh, doing karate. I'm like, I don't know if I want my old people doing He's that. It's like 90s, the new 80. You're like, oh, yeah. boy. They're... No, it's like 90s, the new 50. <laughs> yeah. Because HGH will reverse it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I think then it all, then you turn into a gargoyle and you flap away. <laughs> Where did you grow up again? Mercer Island. Mercer right? Island, yeah. Washington. For the thousands, thousands? Hundreds of thousands. Listening to this. Fuck yeah, baby. Uh, her, em, em, Emily? Katie. Katie. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you can see Katie's face. She just did this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, Mercer Island, Washington, which a lot of people a go, nice part oh, was Seattle. it fun growing up on mm. an island? And I was like, yes, but the longest highway in the world, yeah. excuse me, in America goes right through it. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't like it was a, a quaint uh, mm. uh, town. It's it a nice was, part of the town, though. There's, I mean. Yeah, it's very affluent now. Yeah. Thank you. My parents did well. <laughs> no, my parents bought their home for a hundred grand. Shut the fuck up. Last year from a drug dealer. <laughs> he was like, hold this yeah. while I'm in prison. <laughs> Hollywood no, connections. Back in 1980. Wow, that okay. was a smart move. 
Well, it wasn't like they thought. Gotcha. They, they, what they, they, it was not what it is now. Their friends lived there, and they're like, eh, we could live there. I mean, they could have lived in Bellevue or uh, some other Everett suburb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirkland, Juanita. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it was, the houses were cheap. Did you like growing up there? Yeah, it was great. I loved it. And Where'd you go to high school? Mercer Island High School. My step uncle wasn't a security guard when you were there, was he? Rod? Yes, he was. Rod. Yeah, Rod was great. <laughs> He's the one that broke the news to me about your parents. <laughs> the kid, oh the kid we had no, uh, we had no security guard when I was there. Gotcha! Wow, that was Isn't that that's crazy. How, yeah, we we patrolled ourselves. That is crazy, actually. <laughs> I mean, there was there just no no. And I remember going fights. back. Oh yeah, there was fights, but uh, but then I remember going back and going like, what's the what's, what's this guy in uniform? What happened? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's Rod the security guards. Adam, <laughs> Adam Ray's <laughs> step uncle. And, and I was like, oh, uh, no, I, it was the era before that. Fights would break out, but I don't know. Kids I feel, would just resolve them. <laughs> either they or like mm-hmm. everyone would step in. They, whether you were a janitor or the principal or a music teacher. Kids people, were the refs. It was like street ball. Well, no, they would be like, cut this out unless they had money on them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then you. Uh, Did you, you get in the fights? The last, I never. Nobody had, fights a tall guy, right? Oh, I think that. Happens. Oh, I do it all the time. See, <laughs> Ever, but everybody just just for being tall. <laughs> I get it. I would be pissed. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Take out some knees. Well, they're not expecting it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, no, like the last time I took a swing at someone. I mean, other than my family. Sure. Uh, or KP Anderson. Or KP, which is daily. Uh, <laughs> no, I would, um, was, I think in eighth grade, I had a fight with Dave Martin. You never uh, forget. But then I had a fight in uh, college. Yeah. Strangely, I, I skipped mm-hmm. high school. University of Washington. But that was at, on the football field, so. Oh, shit. There was. With punch. a teammate? And then I, well, I guess I was very rough with this uh while during basketball practice on the mm-hmm. on the high school team where i i swept through and made sure my elbow connected with somebody's jaw so and that that was the end of the fight so you were the it so wasn't really the, a fight it was just kind of yeah. like uh this guy's really bothering me and now i'm going to sweep the, my hand through and <laughs> you were the bill lambeer of your team i would take that as a comp yeah no i was the guy they would throw in to go like they would the, the coach wouldn't say mm-hmm. it but he would be like get him and he wouldn't have me injure them on purpose, but it would be you go in there and do the thing that you do with your spaz and throw yourself around. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't nice. Now you, I don't. I'm not proud of it. Yeah. Uh, you play. Let's get him on the phone. <laughs> Dave Martin. <laughs> Dave Martin. I uh, so my Still Dave, with him? Uh, my dad has coffee with his dad a couple times a that's adorable a week on Mercer Island. It's a very close knit. Uh, just and, to like he lives in Seattle, I hear, and he looks just uh, to like see how he's doing. I think he works for Nordstrom. Wow. I mean, are you ever going to go there and shop at Nordstrom just to like be like, hey. I, I don't think, you know, he's in the corporate office. So oh, okay. he's not there. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, no, we, be, we, you know, it's one of those things when you're young, you kind of resolve that stuff and then yeah. you become better friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, on the, the new show, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale streaming right now on Netflix. Yeah. New, new episodes every 12.05 a.m. I feel uh, one like of my the guy that played Sunday's this guy that played Mankini yeah. on the soup who is now One Piece Man. Yes, he is one of my best friends from grade school, from Catholic school, from fifth grade, and okay. we had a fight in sixth or seventh grade. And uh, but now we, you know, we were 
thick as thieves after that for years. Is that is that the man who uh, uh, Paul Feig put his head in between his yes. butt cheeks? Yes. <laughs> You've and got one of the said, most. I'm gonna go boil my face. <laughs> you have one of the most decorated comedy directors putting his head between a man's butt cheeks. Yeah. Are you uh, are you proud of that, Joel McHale? Uh, we try to find things to <laughs> try to find butt cheeks Paul to put Paul's face into. We'll be like, hey, there's an award-winning, <laughs> more celebrated comedy directors of the last 10 years. Uh, why don't we have... With last week, he was looking at uh, v- uh, our, uh, vintage rotoscopes yeah. as opposed to the new ones. Sure. He, uh, he was into vin- uh, erotica on rotoscopes. He's like... This one, you can see her skirt, <laughs> and it shows her ankle, hubba hubba. That was so, a great bit. Uh, he's very funny. Do people know that um, he he came to you and KP, yeah? Yes. To bring the show back. I don't know if people know it, and they probably won't know it after this podcast, but... Uh, <laughs> Rob Kardashian is, will. Rob, Rob, <laughs> Rob is and, picking up his car keys yeah. and gathering his sunglasses so we can drive down to... Yeah, and one of, Adam parents, one of Adam's parents will know. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what? This is I, like. Is it? Hopefully, this is like a rule of Beetlejuice, where it's, if you joke about it enough, it actually happens. I think we've passed the three, so it's not happening. Sorry, your sorry. parents should be showing. They should be appearing. Is that your mom? No, uh, that's way wife. too young. That is my wife. Oh hi. We're doing a a Beetlejuice bit about how his parents might be getting back together if we talk about it enough. And I said they need to appear, and this then comedy you fun. Yeah. Yes. So that wasn't a that wasn't a you look old, honey. No, that was Adam Ray's mom is younger than him. Don't talk that way about pudding. My mom's name is Puddin. Your mom's name is Puddin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She a boxer. <laughs> Yes, an old. She fights in the Jewish Community League. Oh, in Edmonds, Washington. <laughs> it's not. Fi- it's not physical fights. It's just a fight of who can complain more. Yeah, I feel so. like that's a stereotype, and it's anti-Semitic. It is. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I stand. I, I stand by yeah, it. Fuck you, Brad. You got to get bar mitzvah just to prove that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Were you bar mitzvah? Uh, no. I I I, was I like not. I had to think about it. Well, because uh, there, there were know. several yeah, definitely mm. there were several dwarf ceremonies that you might think were bar mitzvahs. Like, I mean, there's the tree ceremony. What? <laughs> you don't know about this? Uh, clearly, I don't. <laughs> you don't know about the famous tree ceremony? No. Do you know about the famous tree ceremony? I mean, I've heard rumors. Every every dwarf has a tree, of course. Right? <laughs> was this part of your vows? <laughs> was this in the wedding? Well, but sh- no, but. In case of the divorce, I do get the tree. It's by law. She cannot. She cannot touch the tree. That's funny. Yeah. What's the tree ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you as I make it up. Uh, the <laughs> the tree the tree ceremony is when a young dwarf lad uh, yes. com- uh, comes of age, and now he has the power to grant wishes. How old is uh, a thirteen? Dwarf lad? Right? Uh, no, six because uh, oh. the ages are doubled in dwarf years. Oh. That makes I mean, sense. Yes, yeah. so, you know, because you know we we don't live as long. It's kind of sad. Really? Yeah, I'm 34, which means uh, how long does this podcast last? <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. So your wife gets the money. Yeah, exactly, but not the tree. Okay. Yeah, the tree's in your name. Yeah. The tree will be that, that, buried. You'll be buried <laughs> with it in it. I'm buried in the tree. <laughs> or they use they tie your body to the tree and burn it, and they set the tree on fire. Viking funeral style. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That means your wife will have to jump on top of it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maybe she can build a house in the tree, Swiss Family Robinson style. I mean, that's kind of the goal. It's burning. That, <laughs> that way, I kind of live forever. Mm. In in Do hearts dwarfs and minds. really not live as long? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go another five years. 
So, Joel, when Paul came to you and said, <laughs> here's what I want to <laughs> no, do. No, we're fine, Joel. You're, you'll live a very he's long time. Yeah, very, he's he's gonna scared all of us. very long time. When yeah. Paul he knows Feig the secret to longevity. Said, yeah. yeah. When Paul so cast a spell on myself. Was I'm he good. bar mitzvah? Paul, <laughs> he said no, because he's not Jewish. Wait, wait. So, did you know Paul prior to all this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Through just from him being a fan of the show, crazy, and mm-hmm. then him at he he would tweet about the show, and I'm like, Paul Feig's tweeting about the show. So then we asked him to come on years ago. Yeah. So then he kind of was a mascot. In a weird way, because except that he was just a world famous director of yeah. very successful movies. Sure. Uh, and then would he hint at when he would come to the show, be like, "Man, I just I love it. I hope there's never it." Like, would he say? Anything yeah, he about- would say how much he likes the show, and he'd be like, yeah, "It's Paul Feig. This is yeah. going to be. This is great." Yeah. And uh, and we didn't. Then when the show stopped, then two years later, Paul was out. Uh, walking his dog in a three-piece suit, so he was <laughs> casual. His dog was only wearing a vest, underdressed. Yes, vastly underdressed. Um, Paul's spats were white as could be, um, and then he ran into KP, and they started talking about it. I had KP, and I had thrown it around like, "Should we? What do you think? What do you want to do?" Right? Because like, why would you not want to? To me, it seems like the most fun job of all time, mm. and it's very fun. Yeah, uh, it really. And but then. But when it ends, do you almost is there a feeling too of like, all right, well things are just everything ends at some point, so that should we should just like let that go, or like how many days after are you like, fuck, we should figure out a way to keep doing it? I uh, that boy that was off my mind for like a year. Okay, uh, I didn't think I I kind of was thought I'll go I'll do it at some point, but mm. I didn't know when that was. Yeah, and then the CBS show started. Yeah, so that took up a lot of time, and I was doing other things, and then. But I was always like, eh, I should probably try and do that because I wanted, I, I liked doing it very much, and I liked sure. the people, and and then uh, I believe me, I can't believe how lucky I am that someone that Netflix was like, fine, we'll give you a shot, and so uh, that worked out great, and uh, so that I don't, we didn't really have a time frame, gotcha, uh, but then it, yeah, well, the, the CBS show yeah. was canceled, and so <laughs> it worked out great. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up, Adam. Uh, yeah. Was there any... I brought up the CBS show. Oh, yeah. Was... Just like he brought up his parents' divorce. <laughs> was there any hesitation at all when uh, KP calls you and says, hey, Paul Feig wants to do the show? Was there any part of your brain that was like... No. No. No, no. I, but, but we had been chatting about it. But Paul mm-hmm. really was like, we need to do this now. And... it's uh, <laughs> a good Paul. Uh, hey, I... And... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, we're Paul, like... I yeah. It would be, yeah, like, yeah, 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 be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will put my... Baby. In the butt cheeks, yeah. okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> I'm uh, deviant. Uh, <laughs> he said that in the show last week. <laughs> it's almost uh, a Jeff Goldblum. It's very similar. It's I guess. close. Uh, but he, yeah. So he, we then started putting the pitches together, mm-hmm. and that's when we we didn't pitch to any networks. So uh, it was just all streaming. I guess we pitched to. There was a couple of news companies that wanted to hear it. Really, we thought that was interesting. But yeah, I, we kind of thought it might probably not fit, but. It wasn't like we weren't going to not tell them. Yeah. I mean, well, because you could be edgy on E, yeah. but Netflix, I mean, being able to curse and kind of like do. Yeah. Isn't, is there an extra level of like looseness? There's no rules. That's amazing. Uh, we were going to call this. One of the names of the show was Joel McHale's Weekly Dump, <laughs> which they were kind of like, can we call it something else that's not a shit? And now, and now that's a bit in and the show. And now it's a bit in the show, because Paul <laughs> loved that bit. And every time you said Joel McHale's Weekly Dump, he would burst out laughing. <laughs> so he'd be, in the, he'd be like, nah, I just love that sort of humor, and I would it like does. to do it more. Yeah. Uh, but it, that, yeah, so that was the working title. 
and then there was a few other they were like can we just move move away from scatological things how involved are you with the uh research of the shows and stuff do people yeah obviously have a team that is watching everything they're watching right in. now and yeah. i'm not mm-hmm. doing my job but so i they, uh, are they presenting you stuff or like we you will pick? have a, the second i leave here i will zip over there and we will have a clip meeting and That's we will awesome yeah, well, it's gather. We're trying to gather things. I mean, it's difficult because everything gets viewed, but we're trying yeah. to gather things that aren't as viewed, and then we gather. You things. do it brilliantly. Everything I see, I'm like, I even if I've seen that show, there's certain moments that you just like miss. Like, yeah, you some you're good at like finding, you know, not just getting the really popular like everybody saw this, but like what about that moment that happened maybe five minutes after In that? The, or sure, the, uh, the Japanese movie called Tag. <laughs> No, like where the, everyone's decapitated. I mean, you say that, but <laughs> your but your staff found a Japanese show of people thinking that they're going to die yeah. by yeah. the bottom of an elevator falling out, which is just yeah. insane yeah. that that exists. There's another clip from that show that went very viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was, and that was strangely, they only were doing it to women, making them think that they were going yeah. to die in an elevator, and then putting the guy in a then box, you put the in guy the in the box, laughing. going he 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 he. <laughs> It is funny. Uh, but this other one was more elaborate mm-hmm. uh, where a guy went in for a job interview where, and there's a group of guys interviewing him and then just sniper bullets start coming in and everybody gets shot and he drops to the ground and he's trying and he's trying to make it to the exit. But shots are still coming in and then people are trying to help him. They start firing back. They get shot and he is crying. He is crying and screaming and weeping and believing he's going to die. And there's his wife in the corner just cackling away. And so we decided we didn't show that yeah. because it, be, it had made headlines. Sure, because you don't want to use the clips that are already. No, viral we don't want to use. We don't want to use old unless we find something old that nobody has seen. Right. Then we'll show it. But for the most part, we want to find stuff that's happening now. And that's why we go into things like South African uh, soap operas and we're <laughs> yes. showing we're showing a uh, Argentinian talk show this week finally uh, I know you're always <laughs> like what's gonna happen and that that's one where a woman is uh, swinging a, uh, a vacuum around in circles and hits a guy and she falls over during the chat time which is really it warmed my heart <laughs> you see these clips and it's a, a brilliant move too to incorporate that in the show because a Netflix is so international yeah it's we, like it's yeah right well that was probably we want to expand yeah. the audience but also when I see these clips I'm like how is that not already so famous like yeah. that clip you just explained like I think it's because there's so much out there yeah yeah and there's so much that we to choose from so especially to, yeah. in foreign languages that mm-hmm. nobody knows and who would have thought in African language kids are called cunts and <laughs> They say it all the time on that television show, and it's bonkers. And that and that's a joke that you couldn't do on E that now you can do on Netflix. You absolutely, yeah. and it's. I'm sure the people when they're watching, if they're watching in South Africa, they're like, "What's the big problem?" <laughs> I got four cuts, and uh, I don't know. So we we don't know yet whether you know whether like if we show a couple of Japanese game shows whether. Mm-hmm. Japan's going like, well, we're all on board now. Let's let's watch this Joel McHale Weekly, show. Yes. We don't know. Uh, we like to think we, uh, but uh, uh, but we're kind of just throwing the net wide, and hopefully, people. Yeah. We know it does well in the English-speaking countries, which makes sense because the humor is very mm-hmm. uh, specific to America and you know culture like that. Or, so, how uh, many Australian cli- culture? When you go back to the office right now, how many uh, clips or shows will they present you with? 
that you'll kind of minority report style like be like that one that one like yeah and then there's a pool with three bald women <laughs> in it telling us god Netflix has where so much the, money where the next clip is coming from <laughs> that bald head and then I'll be leaning in money. and then she'll grab me yeah. and I'm like hey, I gotta get her out of here hide behind the balloons in the mall and uh, you remember that movie really well yeah that's why <laughs> why because the bald woman told him to remember it <laughs> yeah yeah what was her name Emily. oh jeez she rain Abigail no, she was also in the Sweet and Low Down with uh, the the Woody Allen movie with. Oh yeah, Jesus. With the. If if only we had devices in our pockets. Yes, if only they were right there. <laughs> with Sean Penn, it was a great movie. Yes, uh, Emily Mortimer. Uh, yep, Mortimer. She was all yeah. She was. And, but then in that movie was what's his name? Who I can never remember his name. The Irish actor, the lead. Colin Farrell. Yes, I never can remember his name. I don't know why. You want to say Firth? But then he got clean mm-hmm. and, and sober. Yes, and yeah, anyway, that's my Do story. people have to say the Colin clean Colin Firth, though, how about that crazy story from last week? What? What was that one? So they were being stalked, or they accused someone of stalking them, but she had had, the, his wife had had an affair with the stalker. Shut up! But Colin then the, Firth is getting cheated on? Yeah, but then, the, they, then Colin Firth was like, yeah, this happened in the past, mm-hmm. but now this guy is bothering us. And then the guy bothering them was like, I'm not a stalker. You talk, you, I, I sent her a text message, and it sounds very horrifying. No. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a stalker at all. And he was like, we were texting each other. And I was oh, like, so oh. he's almost saying, so, like, yeah, he's, he's like, stalking he's because like, it's almost denying that an affair is still going on? Well, I think no, the affair was over, but he's going like... He's a different guy. Yeah. No, it's the same guy, oh. but he said, if you, th- he is now pissed that mm-hmm. he's like, my behavior was not that of a stalker. Wow, and you just you just don't see that happen. You just don't imagine that happening to a guy like Colin Firth. Maybe, no, maybe it's the accent. I don't know. Maybe well, a lot of people have that accent. <laughs> You're probably right. And like an entire country for worth. An entire country has that accent. Well, I would say that Great Britain, even though there's a lot of dialects. Brad, you got to get outside the tree more often. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna agree to disagree, Joel. That uh, no, I mean that's not an <laughs> argument. No, that's I, really I'm good. right. That's fact. You're wrong. A <laughs> uh, lot of people in. Great Britain have British accents. You know what? That you, this must what they mean by the Hollywood bubble. You just don't get out. You just you, you, you we're telling this, yes. We're telling you. Yeah, now. that's he. We're yeah. I I I, in the bubble. I feel I'm the voice of dumb. real America, Joel. And uh huh. I, I, that I think, does not believe other people than Colin Firth have British accents. I think that what you a great place to live in your mind. I think that maybe you just Jason this, Statham, and that's it. You're just this Hollywood elite where you live in your own world. I get it. So now you flipped it because we thought you were talking about yourself, not realizing there was more than one person with a British accent. I'm going to show you Mary Poppins tonight, mm-hmm. and blow your mind. Is that your housekeeper? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yes and that bit. There you go. That's very That's expensive. Right. With a lady and the sound of music. Uh, Speaking of improv, Joel McHale. I think we've got uh Katie is letting us know that we have to take a commercial break right now. <laughs> this break brought to you by the Seattle Mariners. Nice. Get your season tickets Get now. Your season mm-hmm. tickets now. Spring is here. Please come to the game. Eat your rose back. Eat your so rose back. That should just be the slogan. Yeah. yeah. Ichiro's back and as good as he was when he started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Japanese that, men don't age. Yeah. Well, if you watch him, I mean, you watched it. Yeah. He stretches endlessly. Yes. That's why I think he actually could probably play for another decade. Yes. He's going to have to play a majority of the season, too, because uh, e, uh, Ichiro's back is a lot better than their original slogan, which, which was the Seattle Mariners. Somebody's got to lose to the Angels. Uh, 
right? Well, unless it's the early 2000s where yeah. the Angels lost every game to us. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but then the when did the Angels win the? Well, are you? Yes. Are you an Anaheim fan or a Los Angeles fan? Uh, I was born and raised in Orange County, so I'm an Angels fan. And then my dad listened to Vince Scully on the radio almost every day, so I'm also a Dodger fan. I'm but he was an extra in Angels hybrid. in the outfield. No, are you a yeah. Christopher Lloyd? The Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of Anaheim fan. Oh, uh, I'm which a is great question. The I'm, dumbest name of all time. Yeah, oh, it's the I, stupidest. Absolutely. It's, that really playing. that really brought in the Los Angeles. Fans, yeah, right? they just went there and drove from Echo Park. Uh, no, there was, and it's, it's the dumbest thing ever when you're watching a game and the scores in the upper left hand corner and the abbreviation for the Angels is just La, like L A A. That's just that's bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I, did the owner? Does the owner still think it's a brilliant move? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but yeah, I was a California Angels fan. What was wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. And then they wanted to have Los Angeles people. It just, the more vague you make teams, mm-hmm. the less I think people want to pay attention I mean, they to wanted them. to call it Earth's Angels, but that was already covered in a song. <clears throat> you should fire yourself. <laughs> you should go put yourself in comedy jail around the corner for a bit. Earth's Angels. <laughs> this is your comedy partner. <laughs> you married this guy. <laughs> You're the one always saying you got to get married, Joel. What? Yes, yeah. but that doesn't mean that after a joke like that, <laughs> they can't rethink everything. <laughs> Earth's angels. Uh, wh- I stand by that. You do? Oh yeah. Why? I thought I thought it was good. Oof! I will die. I will Does die on this hill. Does anyone think that was good? Oh, your wife loves you. I know. Tonight she'll be like, "Don't worry, that was a great joke. <laughs> Everyone loved it." <laughs> And when the 35 people who hear this podcast agree with what, what you think. Do you consult your wife for comedy advice or anyone in your family? You've Sometimes. To- you Sometimes. tell me stories of your kids saying really funny shit. Uh, well, I will. So I've done, when I do uh, get like one-off gigs or corporate gigs, yeah. I hire uh, the, the, the two head writers of uh, the Joel McHale show, Joel McHale on Netflix, dropping every Sunday at 12.05. Which is unbelievable, mm-hmm. by the way, and I'm so glad. It's unbelievable. No one can it understand is. it. This, you're not going to see anything like Earth's Angels. <laughs> I guarantee it's it. way no, better. Right, nothing that good. Uh, exactly. But we know, like, I will read. Like, we'll have a like a, a opening monologue for some something that I'm doing, uh, and uh, Boyd and Brad and I will have kind of written it. And then when I read it to Sarah, if she finds it totally unfunny, mm-hmm. then we know it's good. <laughs> really? She'll just be like, ugh. Once in a while, she'll laugh, and then we'll get worried. <laughs> You're concerned? Because we're like, oh, no, she really liked it. What are we going to do? Uh, rewrite the whole thing, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, she's very tough critic, but... Uh, oh, that's good. How early do you find that out in the relationship that, that that's a good gauge for your your comedy stylings? Oh, two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> she was never... I've dated before her. Uh, mm-hmm. I dated people that laughed at everything I said, uh, which made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I would test it out. I would be. I would say something like, "Hey, do you love clarinets?" And then just ha ha ha, yeah. <laughs> and I thought this is odd. It's not right. It's no. not. It's. I feel like a weird Twilight Zone where you yeah. think you're in heaven, you're actually in hell, and they're like, "Everything you say is funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you always wanted to be, right? <laughs> no one will take you seriously." Yeah. So, uh, so then with her, she would. Yeah. If I get her, I get very happy. If I. If I make her actually truly laugh, then it's great. And what about your kids? They don't. They, they rarely laugh at anything I do. I mean, really? I know this is the typical. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad response? You no, know, the typical like comedian, like their family doesn't laugh at them. Uh, but it's true. And I like it because when I get them to laugh, if they're not it's laughing nice. at the jokes, then I just tackle them and tickle them. And then, <laughs> and then they're I laughing like- and then they're like, this is cheating. <laughs> what did you say? You have this bit about what your son said to uh, one of the writers on your show at a Super Bowl party. About oh right, does that uh, happen a lot? You don't have to do the bit, but just the, those exchanges happen all a lot. All the time. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, does that time. make you proud that there's a little snarky, comedic? Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I it's that I have this phrase at home when someone says, "Well, you're going to have to do." this or this or something like if you have a choice about something I'm, and I my joke is always like I can do whatever I want uh, it's not a great joke but now the kids all say it it's no earth angel when you're like can you go feed yeah it's no earth angel but it's like I go go feed the dogs and they'd be like well uh, but that's when I was unemployed Eddie would be like why don't you feed them you don't have a job and uh, I'm like alright and then touche child right uh, but then but then he's like Eddie well, well something like Eddie we're going do you want to go to the movie? He's like, it doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. And uh, and I was like, oh, this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. That That's I, awesome. Yes. And if I go, if I said, do you want to wear the white shirt or the blue shirt? And and then he'll point to the white. If I said, do you want to wear the white shirt? He'll be like, racist. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I, That's whenever amazing. someone says white is. or something, yeah. I always just go, mm, racism. <laughs> Which is a throwback way back to Ricky Gervais in, in the first season of The Office where he was saying that all the time. Where he's like, mm, racist. So, uh, so yes, I've created monsters, and mm-hmm. I, I hope they stay out of prison. Ricky, Gerv- <laughs> Ricky Gervais, one of the other uh, four people, Brad, from, with an accent. Really? Yeah. 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 Is he is he from this mythical island you guys talk about? Narnia? Yeah, he's yeah. from Narnia. Everyone has the same accent? Yeah, it's Colin Firth, <laughs> Jason Statham. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Angela Lansbury. They She's all American. They- it's weird. <laughs> Do you do a lot of things for their schools? Like, are you like the cool, funny dad that I, I bet you get asked to do? Like, will you host the town no, show? No, I used mm-hmm. to, but there's lots of really. I mean, it's a private school. Thank you. I can afford it. <laughs> but there are a lot. Like uh, Tom Lennon is mm. uh, he, he a student there? Yeah, he's a student. He's <laughs> very behind. <laughs> His son goes there, and he he hosted the gala this year. Oh, and, cool! Uh, it was really funny. Now, is that he's truly like it was he's remarkable i wish i could show you a video is there any it's very specific school jokes yeah, you'd be like right. i don't understand why they're but it's all for the parents uh yes okay, yeah. i mean we he did put in this joke about they have this new green space at the school and the school is right at franklin and uh highland right, right in that church that yeah. has mm-hmm. the the aids ribbon on it and as you know it's it's every movie poster in the world is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you bring your kids to school and in their playground, they can stare at the purge poster <laughs> the entire, That's and it's, it's the size of a building. And then right. this most recent one he pointed out was the third 50 shades of gray movie that says, <laughs> Oh, don't forget the climax. Yeah. And oh. you know, your kids are all playing like kids. Don't forget that. And I don't know how you couldn't forget it since you're seeing it. Every four seconds. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Those, that was a very funny. Very funny. Is it? Uh, is it that? Like, is that a thing that that people obviously parents are looking for things to improve the school and like make it better for their kids? But is that something that people have brought up that you've heard? Like, we need to get these climax posters out of their vision. Is this how you think the parenting parents world is. talk? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, well, they're not from this mythical island of. 
Colin Firth that you guys no, keep talking that's a whole, about. This is a whole other parent voice that okay. Adam has worked out. Look, it's a character I'm workshopping on most podcasts. Uh, there have been like... It's called a, Hollywood Parent. It's the, called Hollywood Parent. There you go. I mean, I think on... His uh, name's Gary Parent. You're, right? He's great. Uh, but I think on the Purge poster, there were complaints, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think there's been complaints about when it's ever too explicit. Which, uh, yeah, when you think about it, when you're driving by there, like, oh, look at that man in a bloody apron with a Gatling gun <laughs> mowing down people wearing masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm, I mean, my, my kids will be like, you want to see the purge, Dad? And I'm like, it's working. It's going to work. Oh, shit. Now, uh, you've done, like, you've also done a lot of uh, acting and dramas. Like, That's true. And re- recently you were in The X-Files, which yep. you did fantastic. Now, was yeah, that? It was small. But the the, uh, the, cool. the two years ago was a little bit bigger. But uh, it was believe me, I mm-hmm. would do one word. I would do anything to be on that show. Is that just because you're a huge fan of that? No, no, just don't like it. I just, <laughs> I just love do going to Vancouver and because they get codeine, codeine in their Tylenol. You just buy it over the counter. Yeah, no, I was a massive uh, X Files fan, and it's one of the things. Before my wife and I were married, we uh, that was the show we watched together. Oh, okay. So then when Chris Carter made the offer, I yeah. did a Lucy sketch with my cell phone. When my agent was like, I don't know, is this something you feel like doing? And I was like, I'm already in Vancouver. Uh, during this <laughs> phone call, I have flown to Vancouver and I'm waiting. Uh, I love the show and I mm-hmm. really like Chris Carter and I really like uh, Duchovny and Miss Gillian Anderson. And so, uh, so I'm, yeah, I can't, like when I walked on stage, I was just, I, I was like, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mulder, Scully, ha ha ha, said your names out loud. I get very excited. Do you guys yeah. like the clarinet? Huh? Yeah, I was asking him about some specific <laughs> clarinet, uh, specific episodes. He's and uh, Duchovny was like, "Oh, you're a fan, huh?" I'm like, "Yes, that's why I'm yes, here. I'm doing one fan. line. I didn't okay? think this was some sort of. Uh, I didn't think this was the rebooting of Sliders uh, with the terrific Jerry O'Connor. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you do you prefer drama or comedy, or do you just lo- love working in both? Great I question. like money. <laughs> uh, the immortal right. words of Dax is Shepard. dramatic money better than comedy money no it's all the same yeah. well I guess stand up money is better than dramatic money it yeah. depends on what's happening uh, but, uh, but do you enjoy the prep like versus uh, well first of all doing a show uh, like the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale streaming Netflix Sundays 12.05 AM AM yeah, don't make that mistake. By the way, yeah. I love that. Uh, how does that get decided on when it comes I out? No clue. Okay, uh, they just told us, and we went. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. We don't know why. I think it's because maybe it's because they release a lot of shows at twelve oh five on Friday night. Yeah. And so they wait twenty four hours to release the glorified weatherman comedy show. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Sunday at that time, I, it's a great time. I had a radio show at USC that was Sunday nights from 12 to 2 a.m. Got canceled after six weeks because I would not screen the calls that would come in and people would curse a lot. But oh. I feel like that's a great time but slot. But did it do well when yeah. it was on? Yeah, it was the only comedy show, and that's why I did it. Hmm. Because they only had radio station. Uh, you radio. went to USC? Yeah. Are you out of debt? I just paid off my loans about a year ago. And I graduated in 05. Yeah. In 05. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Sally I mean, May. I got. Sally May, uh, I had the financial aid, uh, and then a couple of years uh, of help, and then a lot of loans. Man, I can't imagine though going now. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think people could imagine me going back to school. That would be a great Rodney, Day, Rodney Dangerfield yeah. callback. But yeah. no, I think at any. I, I mean, I remember when I went to college, people were like, mm-hmm. "Can you believe what you have to pay?" Right. I remember hearing, "Oh, NYU." is $40,000 a year. That's, and that was back then. 
And, and they were like, that's how much it costs you to live in New York. And I was like, that seems impossible. Only kings and queens can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, it's 100 grand a year when you add it all up or something like close to that. Uh-huh. That seems and, ridiculous. And, and you have and kids. People do not So deserve, is that why no. you like never say no to anything? Uh, oh, yeah. I take everything. Yeah. I, I look up. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we don't pay, Joel. Oh. But this Danny Trejo coffee. <laughs> do you want another one? Another coffee? Yeah, there's another one in there. How many do you have? Three. Was Katie going to get that? Or is she going to continue with buying more Jaws movie paraphernalia? <laughs> she she is wearing Thanks, a Jaws Katie. shirt, and the case on her phone is Jaws. Please do not get the milk that's in the large jug, <laughs> because that is spoiled, but can, continues to there. exist in the fridge. Is there another one there? Damn it. Why were you trying to poison oh. people? Well, I mean... It would make you stay longer. I like this, this no uh, <laughs> about last night poster you got here. I guess there's not you guys coffee. Look pissed. Oh, <laughs> thanks a lot. Sorry, <laughs> he's got to order one. Wow, got Joel's hopes up from Danny Trejo's donut, coffee and donuts. First time I ordered from it. Yeah, uh, the coffee was good. Pretty good, right? Did you get it at at the corner of Santa Monica and La Brea? I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. Or Highland. Yeah, you drove all the way down. No, I postmated it. Boom. He's doing very well. Yeah. You can afford that extra. <laughs> I mean, look at all your movie posters around. Thanks, man. Now, this stays up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. What an egomaniac. Trust me. Trust me. There are times when I lock eyes with Brad in compromising situations. Yeah. Where I should not be. Where you're on your uh, well-placed <laughs> Stairmaster over there. So you can just look at him. Look, we all can. <laughs> so I can look at the old Russian man swimming laps at 8 a.m. <laughs> Do you ever swim out there? Um, that's a personal question. I'd like to move on. Yeah, in the summertime. What about, is there a jacuzzi? No. And trust me, that has been a complaint of mine since I moved in. Mm. Where's the jacuzzi? Can't have pool toys in there either. Why? Because of the hazard, the danger? I guess. There's no lifeguard. I dare you to try it. Oh, I have. Even when they've, even when my Polish landlord said, no pool toys. I'm not good at accents. (laughs) No pool toys in the pool. And I go, no pool toys in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, what? Come on. And my buddies were down from Seattle. We bought these pool chairs from Target. We had some beers. They were like, man, we are loving life on vacation away from our families. And then she comes up, no pool toys in the pool. And I was like, well, come on. Like we're, we're not going to drown. She goes, you can't do it. I go, what would you tell kids with pool toys? No pool toys in the pool. I go, great. So I put them up on my little patio there. And then I get a text from her saying, the owner of the building was here and saw your pool toys and said, if you can't have them in the pool, why are they on the patio? To which I said, they're therapy chairs. And then no text back. Therapy chairs for some sort of physical ailment? Sure. Dude, that's in. So they were even like, I see your pool toys. They're not in the pool, but we see them. Yeah. So what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a pool in your it's apartment? It's like saying we don't, we don't have any pot, but <laughs> yeah. you have these huge bongs out. <laughs> well, what are they for? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Water fights. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Can you have a can you have a squirt gun in the pool? I mean, I ain't looking to find out. There's one sign there that says no diarrhea in the pool. Yeah, that's a really that, good. I don't think you need a sign. Don't need it. I think that I, I think that should I think be in this day and age. It's an assumed. Yeah. She didn't say that though. No toys. <laughs> No diarrhea. <laughs> Only solid chunks. <laughs> Only number one. Very. <laughs> hey, how many people recognize you from Almost Live down here? Very few. Really? <laughs> Zero, almost. Really? <laughs> uh, may, uh, it's 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess 18 years ago, maybe it happened once or twice. I know you did theater at University of Washington. Thank you. But yes, yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite play that you did there? Or musical? Or monologue? Uh, boy. Oh, it's all over. I don't know. Uh, there was a show called Polaroid Stories I enjoyed very yeah. much. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, good program at the UW, right? Yes. Yeah. It was very good then. I, don't, I think it's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'll always I always love Shakespeare stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I always wow. love that stuff. And wow. people go, oh well, look at you, <laughs> Mister. It does make you seem uh, yeah like smarter and more. It uh, seems like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I endlessly liked reading it and uh, wow and doing it. You ever think about trying to go to London and like performing it at, like the Globe Theater or? Well, uh, there since there's only two people with the accents and. <laughs> They pretty much get all the roles. You guys tell me four, but I don't, I don't believe. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, I I believe if in some other world or life, I mm -hmm. could. I would love to do it. But you should figure that out. I bet they. Maybe I'll do. do um, maybe I'll do this week's uh, Joel McHale show. Joel McHale Sunday twelve five, and I am a pentameter. Maybe that. They might, <laughs> I'll just do it in rhyming verse. Just watch the I think viewership. That, I think that'd be a fantastic episode. You yeah. hold a skull the whole time. Yeah, it'll be, be a stock market after they announce the <laughs> sanctions. How how, uh, how much of Almost Live prepped you for when you moved to... And for people who don't know, who didn't grow up in Seattle, it was the greatest thing in where we lived because... Is there was, any... If people are... We have a lot of listeners in Seattle. You do? Yeah. Okay. Because <clears throat> he's from there, so you know he gets... Hello, Yelm! <laughs> awesome. Hello, <Yeah>. Index! <laughs> No one's ever said that. <laughs> really? No one's ever said hello, Yelm. No. Hump tulips. Wow. Did you go to the Piaf Fair? Uh, Auburn. When you there? Yeah. Uh, when I kept growing up in Catholic school, they had a special day where they would just take you down there, and then they were like, "Go for it." That's it was awesome. great. Yeah. It was. So, I loved it. The Piaf Fair. Just think of any giant fair, but it's. I mean, kind of famous in the country because I mean, I saw Hootie and the Blowfish there. Yeah. When they were big. Well, that's not necessarily something <laughs> you want to brag about, but congrats. Yeah, they were there. Especially, the, you know, you being a big. Seattle kid, being like, <laughs> there's so many bands to choose I saw from. Pearl Jam there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Nobody believes you. Uh, All right. It was Third Eye Blind. Okay, great. <laughs> do, do, do. Yep. Do, 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 yep. do. When it was popular. Now you have to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a random Thanks, tooting. <laughs> thought, uh, I thought love this was going to be that. for free. Now I have to buy a damn song. See? That's good. It's you only to, thirty-five grand. Uh, <laughs> you have to pay Stephen Jenkins. I love that PLF fair yeah. because, well, it's as people don't know this, as young people don't know, but there used to be regional fairs everywhere when yeah. they would mm -hmm. bring in when far, when it would be the harvest time when yeah. everyone was having a great time, and now it's just turned into uh, meth. You know, a meth, <laughs> meth a roller coaster. Fuck city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved it. I still have a Duran Duran mirror from there. Oh my god! You could win a Duran. That you Duran. won from what game? Uh, tossing the ring on the bottle. No, cap. it was one of those guys had to guess my weight. Mm. And he was, oh no, no, I remember the guess my weight, and I was like, that could probably get. He's like, guess my birthday. I was like, you'll never guess that. Time for a Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you kept it. Oh yeah, that's good. And then I remember, is it? I remember the uh, there was hats you could win that had a Rambo. Uh, patch on it. Fair prize, but then the the yes, this is when Rambo hat. came out. People, sure, there are some there are some young people going like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> but the patch would always lift off, like the patch wasn't well put on, and mm -hmm. below that patch it said "Mash." When Mash was popular. you had a Mash patch. <laughs> yeah. So no, well, it was the Rambo patch. Oh, Mash yeah. was printed on it. Yeah. Is there a guy whose job it is to collect fair prizes? 
I, or make them? Yes. There's mm-hmm. a I'm, there's a thriving. I mean, if you go to like Dave and Buster's, yes, or Funplex. Remember that in Seattle? Oh yeah, the uh, Seattle Funplex. Was I still amazing. have a laminated photo of Magic Johnson and Montel Jordan, thumbs upping <laughs> together like ET style, like they're touching their thumbs at the Funplex. Yeah, man, it was behind the wall. It was like, do you want a boombox for ninety thousand oh. tickets? Joel just made yeah. a face like, why didn't you lead with that I right when you I meant sat down? They had made an appearance there, oh. which I would say was that's impossible. They cut the ribbon at the opening. Of yeah, Funplex. they would. I remember when it closed. I was like, oh, yeah, no, it was Kendall Gill and Steve Poole. <laughs> so the yeah, celebrities that opened Funplex. They could probably get Sean Kemp to do it now. Love Kemp. Yes. How's he doing? Good. I saw him. I did this uh, podcast with Rappaport at the Triple Door, and Kemp was on it. It was great. How big is he? Huge. He's not not uh, fat wise, but he's. I met he's him. Slendered down. Oh, he's back down. Yeah. Okay. He even was talking about trying to maybe play and said he was playing, and I was like, I mean, I don't know. I hope that happens. I mean, it would be great. Even yeah. like, his, like, but his big three league, his knees will explode. Big, yeah. Yeah, I think at this point you can't. No, I mean. It's hard to I mean. Did he ever come on Almost Live? I know Rick no. Riz did and uh, Niehaus did, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that unbelievable? That was pretty good. And they were very funny in the sketch. Yeah. You Seattle folks. Uh, you'll... But they know two of the greatest commentators of all time. Yeah. Wait, and so Niehaus I... died how many years ago? Like three or four. Yeah. yeah. Can you how... find any Almost Live stuff on YouTube? I think Almost Live still plays on King every Saturday. Really? If go on King Five's okay. ske- uh, schedule. Well, season is upon us, and a oh, lot of you out there this is John Keister. This must be fascinating. For that special someone, so here with a few gift ideas is Joel McHale. Oh, thank you, John. What do you have for us? I'll tell Tyler uh, about know, this. Barbie okay. is the most popular doll in the world. Barbie, not it's Harvey. It's being updated every year, and there are there are several exciting new models this year, including. I was so nervous. U District Barbie. Ah. U District is like Silver Lake. It looks it's like, like the hipster mm. part of town. No, U District is rough. Back then. Oh, okay. U District was no fun, and it oh. continues to have problems. Oh, yes. I hear. Now it, uh, it comes with tattoos, uh-huh. a defiant attitude, and ten piercings. Ten piercings. <laughs> oh, I didn't screw that up. You know, Joel, I only count seven here, actually. Uh, you're gonna have to trust me on this one, John. <laughs> oh, that worked. Okay. All right. Now I'm always constantly judging myself. It's great. <laughs> are beautiful Christmas carols. Why not give them this fabulous CD? It's a Kent Christmas. Kent is the uh, Kent would be the the uh, it would be considered the white trash part of town. Yeah. Uh, then so you're super nervous for that. Oh well, because I'm super dyslexic. Let's see, uh, dyslexic. So I'm trying to think. Um, done if I can find almost live on the uh, on the schedule. Mm-hmm. There's the 11 p.m. news, but then it doesn't give you the. Uh, 12 a.m. Oh, there it is. It is. It is on at 12 a.m. And and are these repeats or are these brand new casts? Uh, no, it's been off the air for 18 years. <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> not from the area. Grew up uh, rooting for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, so I'm not familiar. <laughs> uh, no, you grew up rooting for the California Angels, and then they changed the name of the team twice. Go Wally uh, Joyner. No, they still they still run it. They obviously don't pay any of us. But mm-hmm. uh, what was great about Almost Live for me is that yes. they took me under their wing, and John Keister and Bill Stainton and Nancy Guppy and Pat Cashman and uh, Tracy, they, all of them took me, and Steve, uh, I'm saying Steve all their names, Steve Wilson, um, Tracy Conway and they all took I, I became like their mascot and because I, I was an intern and they oh, no shit. I contributed in writing and they were very and so they hired me uh, which was a, such a 
I became the luckiest person on the planet at that point. Was that the goal when you were working there? You were like, eventually, hopefully, I can be funny enough in office situations and pitch ideas that maybe they'll... They'll hire me? Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, if this... If they... Re- I mean, I didn't think they were going to offer me a job, but I thought if I can get some sketch stuff out of this, maybe that will help. Uh, and then um, it allowed me to screw up on live tele or close to live television and I got all my, and I, I'm still nervous when I, you know, was doing anything live, but I was, it really was this great place to screw up for a long time. And they didn't, and they were very nice about it. Hmm. Uh, so um, I, then, then I got here and I was like, I've been on this show and no one really knew what <laughs> but you, it was. But yes, yeah. I mean, that experience, right, is invaluable because just being on set and shooting that much all and that just getting comfortable yeah. and building confidence and also yeah. the show was a big hit like it was a huge you're famous in Seattle right I yeah mean, like I don't know about now I mean they're all we're all old now but, but I mean uh, like how it is for you not like how can you equate the fame like at that time because yeah I would I mean, say it was for me watching in high school it was like and I've told you this before like to see people that you know aren't you know famous in Beirut but like are huge and where you are and doing really funny shit and knowing yep. it's a big deal like that makes you go oh cool like that yep. this like this is it's inspiring and makes you feel like you can it's not Shannon Kringen you know what I'm saying on public access right wow yeah come on man whatever happened to her I don't know but you and you Brooks, have no idea what we're talking Shannon no Kringen idea. let me for the viewers public access everybody knows what that is there was a sounds time, like sounds like a disease but there was a shingles. time there was no rules on public access yes and you could show anything anything and Brody Stevens uh, and Tana I don't remember his Right, remember Tane and Brody? They had a show. Jeez, no. no. Okay. I mean, I didn't watch a ton of it, gotcha. but I always I remember hear. I remember hearing about her. Almost Live was notches up from. But Shannon, from the pub- Shannon Kringen. You guys actually did. It's so funny. You and Brooks McBeth did this sketch where it was uh, two uh, white guys acting super hardcore, uh, like thugs, and they're in their basement, and then yeah. the mom keeps calling in. And on the front of it, it was a public access show, but on the the opening sequence, it said. Like you just watched Shannon Kring and, yeah. and coming up next is these guys. That's right. She was a um, performance artist. Performance artist who would she was be nude, nude she would and paint she would paint, herself. Yeah, she yeah. would paint herself. It was might have been the first boobs I saw. Yeah, <laughs> wonder, I'm, wonder if she's they, alive. There, that's always literally were no rules then. There were no rules. Wow. And there was always people going like, "You can't show this," and they're like, mm-hmm. "It's public access. We can do whatever we want." Wow. But that almost live footage of me ultimately helped me get my first commercial ask, yeah. agent. To then move down here? Uh, To move down here. They still didn't, but as I learned very quickly, if people don't know that you've ever done anything, they don't care. Agents will barely acknowledge you as a human being, Mm -hmm. let alone meet with you. But then I had this tape from that show, and I had no other credits and uh, at all, zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had done a small turn on The Fugitive with uh, the CBS's Fugitive short-lived. The TV um, show, not the movie. Uh, with Tim, oh, what's his name from uh, Diner? Uh, really good, D- Tim Daly, very okay. nice man. Uh, but uh, but there was nothing. And then the guy was I literally the agent said after taking a weekend, I was like, so what'd you think? He was like, well, it's not a hell no. So <laughs> so we'll sign you. And that's how. So I you know even though uh, I worked very hard on almost just he, when you get here, nobody really cares unless. Yeah. Unless you're doing currently doing something, wow. And then what? Very like, weird. what were your first gigs that you got here? Yeah. Well, how was the move? First of all, like that was. Oh yeah, yeah. You and I mean, wife and kids already. No kids okay. back then. We bought them later. 
<laughs> uh, no, we. I've that's dri- a big move, right? To to. I mean, just to come down here for anybody. Yeah, it was either New York or here. Yeah, and eventually, I was kind of like, we shouldn't go to New York because all I really want to try right now is movies and TV. I mean, but then that's not a really great argument because people break out of there too. But they eventually all move here. Yeah. And then they all complain about not living in New York. And then 25 years later, I was like, you should just move back to New York because you've been, you now live here forever. Uh, but uh, people telling you not to, like, dude, oh, you're fucking almost famous. Like, like, no, because I quit almost live pretty much to go to graduate school. Gotcha. So I could become an actor. And <laughs> where? Uh, at the University of Washington. Nice. Uh, so that's where I did all that Shakespeare gotcha. and stuff like that. And um, so. Do people know that you're classically trained like this? I don't know if it's classical, but I'm trained. Uh, uh, it wasn't like it wasn't classical Shakespeare training. It right. was, we learned this kind of Japanese form of acting, and Shakespeare was incorporated all throughout it. I don't, so I don't really know. But you went to grad school, school for, for yeah. three years. Yeah. yeah, three years. Yeah, I'm, and then Ashton I'm, I'm Kutcher didn't do that. No, but he has way more money and is much more successful. <laughs> and the ranch was picked up for like another season. So, so. we're just hoping to get out of our first year. Uh, but uh, no, I, my poor wife, I told her when we were married, when we we're about to get married, I was like, you must agree to move to another city because mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay in Good Seattle. Good for you. Yeah, you, you, sh- you have and, to do that, right? And she was like, all right. And then I said, give me five years to down, try. Down here. Yeah, I was like, give me five years to get established. If it doesn't work out, I will go back to... Uh, I, I will happily go or unhappily go back to Seattle and uh, what? try to get another internship on a radio program. So, oh, wow. uh, so that was kind of the 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 deal. And how? then I started booking commercials. Were uh, your parents uh, supportive for the whole thing, or were they telling you to stay in Seattle? Were they together? Oh, no, my parents they were yeah, they were together. Uh, they kept telling me all these crazy stories about Adam's parents. <laughs> And like, Did you hear about Adam's parents? Let me guess, Dad. They're back together. No, they're remarried to each other. Uh, I was like, okay, stop all that. Um, but uh, uh, but so so I dragged her down here and said, give me five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had an a. I was you know you hustle to get an a. You everyone thinks if I can just get an agent. Yes. And then you realize, mm-hmm. oh, that's the. First they're step not of as many. they're not as yeah. pa- they can do a few things, but you really have to do it yourself. Yeah, so uh, how, that, how that you... sounds like a horrible insult to all agents because there are many of them that are very effective, mm-hmm. uh, but it is there is no agent that it goes like, I've got the guy, he's gonna be the new Han Solo. Uh, it's because I signed with him last week, and now I can mm-hmm. put him in that spot. It doesn't happen like that. So how how did you create your own hustle? What did you do to create your own opportunities? And... When I, I well, I was very lucky in that I had a very. Uh, a uh, guy named this guy named Sandy Smolin, who was uh, is married to Pamela Reed, who is one of the best actors you will ever see. And if you look her up right now, you go, "Oh, her! Yeah, she's been in a thousand things." Right. And uh, he was a television director, and he would always take pity on me and go, "Do you wanna, you wanna be this on this guest star? This uh, for I'm do-, he's like I'm doing this diagnosis murder. You want to be on that?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Of course, I will do anything." Uh, and uh, so he put me in a bunch of stuff, and then I got very lucky. And I uh, booked a small guest star on. You pa- recognize Pamela? Yep. Oh yeah, uh, kindergarten, kindergarten cop. cop. There you yep. go. But she's got like drama. Desks yeah, I mean, yeah, she's she's, on she's right now. She's like queen of Seattle theater because she moved back up there. Fuck yeah. Because she's a, she's from there, mm-hmm. and so she does stuff at the Rep and 
uh, at the act, and she's she she's she, also a cool life, by the way, to be to kill yeah. the Seattle theater. I remember seeing her act, and I was like, "Oh crap, that's how good the actors are down there." I'm doing I have this to be Japanese Shakespeare. Yeah, I have to be really good to <laughs> yeah. be. At, and then you, re, I realized she's exceptional on a level that is hard to ever get near. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, good, I can be a." I'm, 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 you know, quarter there, so we're fine. Uh, but uh, no, I, I got very lucky and lied to get onto Will and Grace. I the audition was for people that were over six seven, and I'm six four, and so I went out and bought some heeled boots. <laughs> Can you give me the store that this. has these heeled boots? The Skechers <laughs> Outlet might, Store in Van Nuys. I might need them. I got a trip to Six Flags coming up. <laughs> You'll be fine. I need... You say that. There's four coasters I can't get on. I have a season pass. Uh, Well, I, I still have the boots. All oh, right. I got rid of the Can blocks. you carry them in a baby a Bjorn into the park? Uh, I don't think there's a rule against babies in boots uh, in a is. Bjorn, which is one of my favorite songs. Uh, no, but then uh, they... I, I So I got on that show with no mm-hmm. agent. and wow. uh, You still have the boots? No. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I burned those long ago. <laughs> Uh, but, okay. uh, so but you they, straight up hustled. I mean, like, you, I, oh yeah, I, I lied I, to get into that audition. Yeah. I just stood up very straight, and uh, then secret. strangely, now I have become friend. I now know Eric McCormick and yeah, Sean he was on Hayes, the show. And I've known Joe them McHale, for Joe years McHale. now, and they were always really cool. And so, uh, but but that that I didn't. Then I got an agent out of that, uh, and then that agent dropped me. A year later, saying that I was not famous enough to be in on his designing agency. women. Oh, uh, he was like, "If you come back in four years after you've been established, then you you might be big enough to be in our agency." Which, yeah, makes a lot of sense because oh oh yeah, yo, go get more famous, then you'll drop right. whatever agent you have and come back to me. Yes. No, fuck but you. It's but and that it's a weird mentality. It's this weird yeah. catch twenty two. They only want the thing that they didn't find. And yeah. Uh, so that was not demoralizing. And then I um, was with AKA uh, Commercials, uh, which I was had been with. And I started and I thought, well, I'll just I literally thought to myself, I will be the greatest commercial actor of all time. And I just because I, I couldn't get I couldn't get parts or auditions for anything else. Mm-hmm. So then um, so I just started doing commercials. And, and then the woman, with- this woman from E started bringing me in for different things. And and then the soup audition was just one of like twelve auditions I had done at E for different different shows. Hosting jobs, made yeah, it. yeah. Just, so people, mm-hmm. you were getting. I mean, were people you were doing acting auditions? But how many of those were host? Zero. Things? Most were zero. I mean, that was. So you weren't even thinking about doing never, host never, 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 never. And so wow. uh, it, that was just happened to be. And then they said, like, oh, this might be a talk soup reboot, but we're not mm-hmm. calling it that. We don't know what it is. Calling it the soup, completely different. Yeah. Well, it was first called the What the Awards, and then really? the new president came in and changed it to the soup. Oh, jeez. This is ancient history now. Uh, did, did you, do you remember crushing the audition? Like, how, did you get to a point, were you at a point where you're like walking in and you're like, all right, walk out, like on to the next one? Like, you that was you how it was. You a rhythm, right? Of just like trying to forget about it as soon as you. Well, they said, here's some clips and come up with some jokes. And so mm-hmm. that's what I did. And. But I didn't walk out of there high-fiving the air, going like, boom, <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, it took six months because it wasn't, and that wasn't because E was doing a worldwide search. It was mm-hmm. because just things move, were moving slowly and it wasn't a huge priority. And then they brought me back a month later. And then, and then I did it again. And then they were like, then I had a meeting where they said, well, how would you think this show should go? 
and um and we kind of threw around our ideas and then we put together a five minute pilot presentation which was me on a green screen with like four <laughs> clips and that was the whole pilot as opposed to you know community that took two weeks right and uh and then they picked it up. Then they said, oh, and how much does it cost? Nothing? Great. <laughs> we'll put it on. And they put mm -hmm. it on Friday nights at 10, which at that point in the strange landscape of television before streaming services Man. was a ghost. It was a, it was a, sure. it was just nobody there. there Everyone's was, was out. A graveyard. And, uh, uh, and then that's where it's, that, which was great because I realized I was like, oh, that was the best place for us to be because. Sure. Because if you're going up against Seinfeld. There was Seinfeld zero expectations yeah. as yeah. opposed to. Like I was on that CBS show last year and they put us mm -hmm. on after the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and I thought, well, in success, yeah, I will be buying a Maserati dealership. Yeah. And in most likely failure, <laughs> I will be available. <laughs> uh, because almost every show has failed after, you know, every every sure. show is, has that they hopefully is going to be the next Big Bang has not worked. But I guess Young Sheldon is working well. Well, that, well that and in that, in I, that I know that, that scenario, I don't know if people yeah. know what I'm talking about. In, in, Great Indoors was funny. Yeah. Thank you. It was. And you Very were great nice. in it. Yeah. Well, you have your you, the cast. I will say was extraordinarily. It was. Good. And you have Stephen Fry, who is yes. an international yeah. treasure. You're also great with multicam, oh, and oh, you should be you. on it again. Well, uh, they canceled it, so uh, <laughs> I stepped on to the nine JKL set, and Mark <laughs> Thorstein uh, he uh, chop locked me and was able to drag me out of the set because that was where our old sets would be. At what point in the soup did you did? Did you guys know, like, from the internet or from people telling that somebody come in like, "I've got the numbers. You guys are the." That's oh, another character I do with Gary, like Parent. a kid yeah. who's got a yeah. newspaper. Yeah. Read all about it. Hey, I've got we would get the uh, soup is the bee's knees. We would we would see. Let me make sure I'm okay. Can, you got uh, like uh, ten, oh, fifteen yeah, more yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. I I would we would see the ratings and we would see the thing before us have no ratings, and then mm -hmm. we would have good ratings relatively to that time, sure. and then the ratings would get bad again. And then they started putting this us after us, so it would just be an hour of the same thing uh, sometimes. And I thought, oh, well, that's a good sign. And then, mm -hmm. like, Julia Roberts told, I mean, told, told a reporter, she was like, hey, just so you know, I watch The Soup every week, and no, I will never appear. Uh, <laughs> she said like that in the same <laughs> sentence. I was like... Julia Roberts is oh, watching. Holy shit! And so, then other people would walk up to like in weird situations where I was like at a Golden Globes party, and odd celebrities would come up and be uh, like, uh, Cameron Diaz was like, I "Watch a show every week." I was like, "What?" <laughs> and uh, I don't think she remembers now, but uh, <laughs> but it would be little things like that, and then it, it would be odd things where companies would want to start sending me stuff for free. Mm. They'd be like, they like to send you shoes. I'm like, okay. Like cool companies. Yeah. Not like Keds. Like it'd be like Reebok. You mean Keds, the coolest company that's ever been <laughs> for shoes? Because how fucking dare you? Is that really? Keds are great. They were great. They were great. I wore them. Uh, Keds? I think were possibly the sexiest shoe uh, uh, when grow in high school. You're right. Junior high, I'd be like, there's the Keds. They're not wearing socks. <laughs> I can see, you know, the back of their calves and then the Catholic school uniform. You're right. They were. Super hot. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so I don't know, but, but just stuff, things like that would happen. One of the ways that I knew it was going well, because, uh, I started getting auditions for the shows I could never get auditions for, like for pilots. Mm -hmm. No one would like, you were like, you have two, you, were, you can audition for these two lines for this one pilot. And then all of a sudden it was, uh, uh, can, would you consider reading for the lead of this pilot? And I was like, Oh, 
well, that's all different now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and that, you walk in the room with more confidence because of that, or are you more pressure to like crush because you're like, oh shit, now I'm getting these opportunities to just go more. Definitely more pressure because I am a maniac and in a constant state of panic and anxiety and uh, OCD, where I'm like, this will probably be the last job I'll ever get. Is that why you started doing stand up? Because you realized you were a maniac and you'd fit right in. Yes, and the money. No, uh, uh, I love performing, so mm-hmm. I I crave it. It's an affliction, really. <laughs> it is. Uh, yes, because you want it all the time. That's why yet. I started doing stand-up was because doing so much theater, I was like, I need that live fix still. Where were you doing theater? I mean, all in Seattle at high school and then USC. Okay. And then afterwards, a couple plays. And then I was like, I gotta, I don't want to do plays anymore because it's such a big commitment and um and, now and i'm tired of crying in front of 15 people at a small theater in santa monica and um, now you'd like to i'm gonna cry on stage there. <laughs> during my act. yeah i'd like to watch that yeah so yeah and i i i do it at, it also was a great insurance policy yeah mm-hmm. for many different reasons not just obviously financially it helps but uh it also i feel like it keeps me uh younger and out of trouble and not sitting around just playing call of duty <laughs> oh you do uh, I played Call of Duty last night mm-hmm. till one, and that hasn't happened months. <laughs> like awesome. Last summer, uh, and I was, and I, st- I got in bed. I was like, "You are a degenerate." <laughs> you now are, are you the guy that like? Are you the guy that gets on the headset and talks crap to people online? I don't talk crap. No. I, I try to, I try to bring people together. <laughs> <laughs> through college, through first hey, person. Now I game. just shot you in the head, but that doesn't mean your life is over. You can do great right. things. No, I'll be like, hey, Shamrock Eddie, four four one. Make yeah. sure you you got some Germans coming up behind you. Uh, right now, I'm playing the campaign just because I wanted to okay. see the one player. Pretty yeah. pretty game they have, and I have it on pretty hard. And I've, I was stuck in it one place for an hour last night and I just had to turn off the TV because it was mm. one my family had been bed for three hours you realize you had a very important podcast today yeah I, oh I was nervous <laughs> and uh, I was like I was wondering if he's gonna have the heat poster up <laughs> which he does hey uh, man I also this could be the last thing I do so this you know. podcast yeah before the Polish <laughs> Lambert. These are not no, therapy chairs. No podcast, no pool chairs. I will stab you right here. Stab your inflatable chairs. Were you were you more nervous to do this podcast or to meet Eric Bana? And had you met Eric Bana before? And by the way, let's just say the guests that you're getting to do bits on the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale are fucking great. They're good. Kevin Thank Arnold, God. Drew Barrymore, Eric yeah. Bana. Yeah. Uh, Adam Devine, Adam your Devine, friend. Yeah. Kristen Bell. Kristen yeah. Bell. Kristen Bell. She's been very nice. Mm-hmm. That Eric Bana bit was brilliant. And to me, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, this can go viral and become an actual business that somebody makes up. Well, there was like, I'm not joking, over 100,000 demands for those Eric Bana banana uh, bandanas. <laughs> I, I mean, and we, I think, and so on top of that, <laughs> I was then I, they're like, how many do we have? Mm-hmm. They're like, we have nine. <laughs> And I was like, how much do they cost? And they're like, $9 a piece. eBay. And I, and I went, so that's the end of the show because this is, <laughs> mm-hmm. we, and then, so now we've just bought uh, a few thousand or something on a discount. Good. And we're going to give some away. But uh, wait till you see the Russell Wilson bit this week. What? Yeah. So he came on and mm-hmm. he, we're making fun of Frank Thomas's Nugenics commercials. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just saw that. Uh, maybe it was last night and was just like, I, I mean, I can't, I, is he the only athlete that is doing 
A supplement commercial? Yes. No, I mean or like sex like pills. that. It's yeah. very odd. Uh, and not, it's and wonderfully. I was surprised, we love it. but yeah. I was like. But also, it's like I don't know Frank Thomas, so why am I surprised? Yeah, like, like Frank, he could have always been doing this. Just no ad company wanted to back him. He could have yeah. been stepping up to the plate, being like, "I love taking dick pills," and everyone's like, "What?" He's like, "Someday this will pay off." You know, is that how he talks? <laughs> no, that that's my Angela Lansbury, but Frank Thomas. Okay. Uh, oh, hello. There it is. <laughs> I played for the White Sox. That's good, Frank Thomas. Perfect. Thank you so much. No, th- th- those commercials <laughs> are very odd. Huge for me. It's yeah. a disadvantage. Um, <laughs> Wait, you make fun of. That commercial with Russ? Yes. He plays awesome. Frank Thomas. Oh, my and, God. Uh, so does he just randomly walk up to strange women? <laughs> You'll who, see. Who is go that like, Frank hey, Thomas? No. Is that Frank strange Thomas? women the, walk up to him. In the actual commercial. Yeah. The commercial's like, unbelievable. Because yes. he's leaning. He's posing on a machine, right? And he's just yeah. like waiting for people to recognize and him. And they say it over and over where yeah. they go, Frank, you look great. And he goes, I am feeling stronger and leaner, which is a strange <laughs> thing to say. And then goes, How and, long have you been doing this, Frank Thomas? Yeah. Well, yeah, well I got this uh, eugenics pill, and uh, I think you should give it to your husband. You'll be, you'll be glad. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah, he make some weird... sort of baseball sex pun? Doesn't he do that? Like, it's weird. He's like, yeah. you'll be stepping up to the plate like, and ready to swing at any pitch. Your wink, husband wink, will be hitting home vagina, runs. You know, you're a dick in a vagina. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, but with Russell, you'll see that... Uh, how did that happen? We begin to the world begins to fall apart because we're all taking too many supplements. <laughs> oh my god! And is he get, is he like a funny athlete? He seems like he's game for whatever. He was game for whatever. It was awesome. great. He reviewed the bit and it was like great. How did and that even happen? Because he's got. We be... reached out to him. Awesome. Now is that is that kind of like where you're in a situation where you almost get to be in charge of your own fantasy camp where you're just like I would I would like Russell Wilson to be on my show. Oh, I have made requests for people that I would love to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to get Joan Cusack on the show because I've been a fan of Joan Cusack for my entire <laughs> for real? life. For Yes. That's a great I love call. it. What's your favorite Joan Cusack moment or uh, movie? I mean, I, there's... Yeah, there's too many. Uh, I mean, she won the Oscar for Working Girl. Mm-hmm. Remember that, guys? Yes. Good uh, movie. I just... I mean, she was really funny in Gross Point Blank. Yep. As she played and she burned the office down. I mean, I, I, there's nothing she's done that, that I was... You're ever... I mean, she, it's good for everything. She's like Allison Janney that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that she just... Every time she steps on screen, you're like, ah, oh, I feel good. <laughs> I'm going to be taken care of. And mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. So it would be great to get her. Uh, anybody from Monty Python I'll, I'll have on. Yeah. Sure. Big comedy influence yeah. for you? No. 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 Just to be great. Huge comedy influence for me <laughs> yes I would I would love to get like Eddie Murphy on it'd be great if he would come on I don't think he will you but. reach out though right Don't you, yeah. you try yeah why yeah. not yeah I, I was like get Taylor Swift again <laughs> see what happens uh, but you know and also but we're like oh Gabriel Glacius is coming on awesome yeah so because he is possibly the most popular comedian in the world right now yeah I mean that's yeah. crazy how many Staples Center shows he did two <laughs> which is just madness he's he's do, um i'm doing the k-rock april foolishness show with him on saturday he's doing his set at eight o'clock hard out at eight twenty-five. he rushes to a plane flies to vegas and then does vegas at 10 o'clock he did that a couple years ago yeah what he, i don't he's doing he's doing it again Jesus. but who's going on after him uh That's jeff garland he's going on oh. early yeah well that'll be okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> jeff will be able to obviously hold his own but that but yeah, he's a crazy amount of energy and like, well, and he's adored. So, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, we're also having this guy named Gad who's French. Who's oh he yeah, lives he, here uh, now. he has Gado, Netflix special. Yeah, um, he's got. Say it, Gado, um, Gado, um, Gad, no, French, it's Gad, Fra- Gad, Frencho uh, man. His last name is like L M L M U. Yeah. <laughs> 
Loyola Marymount <laughs> University. Named after a college. He's coming on, and and we know that he's this massive star that he can't walk down the streets of Paris without people running up to him and bursting out crying. So, Holy wow. shit. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we always kind of go, yes, it's great to have a celebrity, but we need celebrities that can deliver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want the bits to be funny. I think Bill Nye is going to come on. Which is, yes. And uh, that's going to be a little bit of a reunion. Didn't you do an episode of Bill Nye the Science Guy? Well, he was on Almost Live in Seattle. Really? That's where he got his start. Wow. I did not know that. So I've known him since 19... Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 94. Four was when I first met him. Wow, probably he, probably one of the smartest dudes walking the planet. Yeah, he is not dumb. Yeah, he will never be accused of that. <laughs> Controversial yeah. statement from like Joel he's Kane. really yeah. he's really smart, but he does the thing. He does it. He has the rare gift of being able to make everything seem understandable. Mm-hmm. So he can take huge months bunches of uh, pretty difficult information to break down, and he can make it pretty simple. Yeah, he which just is uses what like, I need. That's how Stephen Fry is. He can oh, really? break. Yeah, he will. He'll tell you. He'll look at this cup and tell you exactly how this plastic came to be and what it's doing right now and when it will break down and why they designed it the way he, it did. And, you, and then he will go into the chemical structure of the plastic. Jeez. And then you'll go, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Are you intimidated by being around people that much smarter than you? No, you want as yeah. many smart people around you as possible mm-hmm. because Soak it, it protects you from the dumb people uh no i I guess it's better than than the alternative i make sure all my friends Mm. are smarter than me Mm. that's why i'm not friends with you guys makes sense uh actually good that's a good move on your part when you did the white house correspondence center did you make sure you had uh writers that had been with you for yeah it was the head writers of uh the joel McHale show with joel McHale Mm -hmm. dropping sunday mornings at 1205 a.m might as well be saturday night and uh, and KP Anderson, who was the head writer of The Soup forever. Yep. And now he's the executive producer. So um, that was kind of the cabal. And then we took joke submissions. And then um, who? From all Frank sorts Thomas? of... Yeah, Frank Thomas? Yeah, Frank Thomas. Nomar Garcia Parra. Uh, Fred McGriff. Fred Solar. McGriff was Wade there. Boggs. Crime Dogs uh, got great jokes. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Gaylord Perry. Mm-hmm. Old, uh, 80s baseball stars. Yeah, a lot. Surprisingly... Great with uh, political yeah. humor. Um, now, how? No, who'd you really take yeah. submissions from? I don't. I, there was a bunch of writers that we okay, took cool. them from. And then how terrifying! Uh, and a couple is of them. That? A lot of them were soup writers. Yeah. Uh, some were a. Uh, there was a um, Conan writer who c- contributed, but it. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, it really just came down to us, mm-hmm. me and those three guys doing it, me performing it over and over to them to them and tweaking it because we had the set pretty much set over a week in advance we all we we really narrowed i mean we were writing for months but we were narrowed it down and we're just making to the point where we were kind of like everybody's gonna have a game of thrones joke everyone's gonna have orange is the new black joke Mm -hmm. and so uh we knew obama was gonna probably do that just because they were popular shows yes animal asian airline joke about because that was the year the airline uh, oh wow that, that plane it disappeared oh shit. disappeared but it was more yeah. about how the coverage was crazy yeah. and it was the only thing anyone talked about so um we so so i would i sat there and listened to obama and then would rip jokes out and throw them away because wow. i was like all right orange you got that one he did the game of thrones joke at the malaysian airline and so i kept my You're malaysian airline yeah mm-hmm. Do you also want to write in a, uh, a week in advance, have everything set so you can have a base in case something does happen like that week that you can like add in for for the uh, new show? 
No, for the set. So when you're like having your set, set oh, for that. I would tell you meant other sets. Uh, We were we what just watched the news every day to see if anything would change. We wanted to have something incredibly fresh that day, but nothing really came up. So we just we the theme was that I mean the ending theme we wanted to kind of hit a bunch of have rapid fire jokes of that America is doing so well the things that we get upset about are not as bad as what other countries get upset about. Like spo- like in like in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. we said something like, you know, in America, we get worried that someone's going to spoil the Game of Thrones episode. Whereas in Afghanistan, you'd be like, oh, did you hear about, uh, what's his name? He got hit by a drone. Spoiler alert. And uh, don't, <laughs> and you're like, don't tell me who the drone killed in the village that day. And Obama didn't like that one. Uh, but uh, but our, our whole thing was like, let's make fun of everybody. Let's yeah. not choose a side. Let's just go after everybody's mm-hmm. th- every, and everyone. How, and how was your overall experience there? Like uh, meeting Obama? And oh, it was just, crazy. It was yeah. great. I loved it. I got to have dinner with the first lady. I sat next to her the whole time. What'd we, you talk about? We talked a lot about pop culture, but we mm-hmm. talked about like, we just shot the shit easy to talk to yeah she Just... was great and obama he's he was really nice he is incredibly competitive so he wanted to win that joke thing and that's why he was so good at it that's and awesome. there has yeah. never been a president as funny as him uh in modern day i can't i don't know uh clinton kind of throughout a bit mm-hmm. and then of course george bush was blindsided yeah. <laughs> by colbert now probably the most famous right uh, one but uh but I, yeah, it was ultimately the most fun thing I've done in. in I mean, it was super no fun. Just because of the whole everything the whole leading up thing, to it, and yeah. like the dinner. Yeah, it was. I mean, yes. There's other. I mean, I've done like being on Community was one of the most fun things I ever did. Uh, uh, but that was sort of lasered, you know, very concentrated time where the pressure was. I've never, I've never been nervous since. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the only time I'll be more nervous is if a plane is going down or I don't know, I'm I get wrapped around a tree in my car and fuels leaking out. And then mm-hmm. there's a I don't know. I, I don't know what would make me yeah, more nervous. And then Brad jumps out of it and goes, hey, my my house. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't take out my tree. Joe. <laughs> this is my tree. My bar mitzvah tree. It's a callback. Anyway, wait. Dwarf, why was dwarf com- mitzvah? Why was commu- yeah. five more minutes? Yeah, five more minutes. Cool. Yeah, but I gotta get. Uh, why was community uh, up up there? Oh I mean, well, I, for obvious reasons. Obviously, being on a hit show, uh, yeah. following the office mm-hmm. seems like the fucking dream with a with a killer cast. Of, yeah, no, uh, we knew the scripts were fantastic. I mean, a, each script we got from Dan, not the fourth season where Dan was gone, but mm-hmm. uh, but each script was it was dynamite, and uh, the only. The hours were always insane because we were making a movie every week. But I knew every day where I was like, "There is it's so difficult to get this level of writing every week." Yeah, there's. Yeah. I was like, "This will be if this ever happens to me again, it will be lightning striking twice in the same spot." Um, and to have on, it on Brad's tree. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Son of a bitch. so so I was. I, I house, thank Joel. you know I was like, "Thank you, God, yeah. every day for these great scripts." Yes, there was insanity on set sometimes, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, every job situation is going to have issues. Yeah, sure. Uh, With that many people working together in high stress situations. Yeah, and but we were tr- we were pulling off something that was trying very hard to to make something different and i think it happened and, and have that many characters and have it that evenly spaced out like with dialogue and like joke like it was 
Bro, yeah. you know, like I haven't seen a show do that in a, since really. It was it was really I, I believe me, I would yeah. Dan's Dan and Dan was the best writer. I mean, for, for for making a show like that, it's the best writer I've ever worked with. Yeah, and the proof is just looking at what that cast has done since. Like, pretty much everyone has gone on between Donald and Allison and yourself. Like, every, every, everyone's moving on to doing yeah, everyone's even working. more amazing things. Uh, everyone everyone is working, and uh, thank God. Uh, mm-hmm. Donald's though, his career is bombed. Uh, d- <laughs> does he does he take your text anymore? Um, he'll take every ninth text. <laughs> So the ninth one. Usually, be good. it's an emergency text. Yeah. I'll be like nine one one, Donald, come help me. I'm trapped. I'm trapped in the L.A. River, and then he'll usually show up to help. <laughs> and I'd be like, No, I've got a script. I'd like to pitch you. Uh, can we? Thank you so much for doing this, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, How long yeah. did we do? Uh, about hour fifteen. Which is about what average? Yeah, uh, yeah. We usually uh, an hour. I mean, we, okay. We, we do two hours with you if you. Uh, I didn't have to no. Like a hit show. I, I, you that's would, too long, by the way. That's too long. Yeah. And people hour get, to me is 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 you people know. get bored. I have to make sure I'm not in trouble. You good? Okay. Can we end with a um uh, uh song? A... All right, ladies. <laughs> you don't have to sing. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. You can just respond to. This, I didn't realize what a high class. <laughs> production this is oh, yeah we do, do you have own. the rights to this song uh it's, it's karaoke it, version it so can go like, for 15 more seconds and then we have to pay and for it. rapid fire questions <laughs> right. this is what everyone looks forward to in the podcast absolutely we mark maron mark maron does a lot of rapid fire yeah mark maron was here and parked in a uh handicap <laughs> close a close. Uh, driveway, a got, driveway his car got his car towed yeah he must have not been happy <laughs> and we got to see authentic angry maron <sighs> bad yeah <laughs> what was he doing parking in the driveway he's uh, you know. all right uh favorite sports stadium pass <laughs> ellen or oprah <laughs> ellen or oprah yeah safe go field boob or bo- boobs or boobies boobs handshake or high five come on handshake even though you were a part of the high five and white guys yeah no i, I retired that hand all right <laughs> i don't i hate fist bumping you do i hate it why this is dumb it seems like something Carson Daly would do. He, what's, why bring Carson Daly into this? He's a very nice man. He is, and he made a lot of things popular through t- TRL, and I feel like the fist bump was one of them. I feel like this is just a theory that you're making up. <laughs> Can I have Carson Daly's number? Yes. Uh, beanie or hat? Uh, beanie or hat. Depends on the weather. All right, you don't have to be a dick about it. Fly I or can drive. if I want. Fly or drive. <laughs> Fly or drive? Yeah. Ooh. Driven to the airport. Oh, he's classy. I like that. Yeah. Onto the air, you know, right onto the tarmac. This is great. Chicken or steak? <laughs> Rapid fire steak. But chicken, don't overcook chicken, which everybody does. That's when it gets ruined. Is that a dig at Wolfgang Puck? No. All right. That was the next <laughs> the question. dig at your mom's cooking, <laughs> which will be happening tonight for their wedding reception. I'm so happy they're back. That together. was the last question. Are they getting back together? <laughs> there you go. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Uh, Christmas. Griffey or Russell Wilson? Uh, Russell Wilson only because he's playing right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and on, we and need him the, desperately. We do. And on the Joel McHale Griffey, show. Griffey, though, I'm he really on. needs to be a, a play-by-play guy because he is remarkably funny. He is? Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Uh, would you rather fight a kangaroo or a bear? I'd hire someone to fight both of them. That's a great answer. Uh, Clarissa explains it all or Hannah Montana? I don't know what the first thing was, so Hannah Montana. Hey, it was basically a Nickelodeon or Disney question. Oh, well, 
neither. Yeah. I'm too old. Great. Good answer. Favorite, <laughs> yeah. favorite thing your kids said in the last year? Uh, what up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that works. And uh, advice for young comics? Uh, like stand-up comics? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, uh, keep keep at it. <laughs> don't wear sport coats on stage. That's actually sound advice. Yeah, don't wear sport coats. And You're just... making it weird. Are you, are you at an office? Uh, at an office? Wearing a sport coat. No. Yeah. No, just but don't go on stage with a sport coat. Great. Uh, but you, uh, young comics, just do it. You got to do it like 6,000 times before you know you're good or not. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's a 10,000 10, hours theory. Yeah. Is that a theory? Yeah. That, you, that once you do something for 10,000 hours, then then you're good at it. Or? Or you suck. Super failure. Yeah. Really I've heard the bad. Frank Thomas theory, which is 10,000 <laughs> pills. Right. And then stronger and leaner. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. And your dick's great. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Every Sunday, Joel McHale. This is a perfect ending because I have to urinate. Bye. Right here. (laughs) No. Oh, it feels so good. (laughs) Such relief. Show. That's the show. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast give them a five star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes also get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app you can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia Adam Devine, Michael McDonald Jaleel White, Bud Friedman Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow, endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. 
Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. 